Gotta admit it, Ed. I think you've really got a winner here. Thanks, Gloria, but uh, you're paid to say nice things like that. No, I'm serious, Ed. It's got heart. Yeah, but you know what they say. Christmas movies rarely last. And all the things I could have written. You may be right. If you're going to do this right, you're going to need a legend for the lead role. Who do you have in mind? There's Ben Walker. Oh, no, he's in that new horse movie over at Sunbeam Studios. Oh, oh, Martin Lee. He'd be a... No, he just signed an exclusive contract with Cameo Films. Hmm. If only we could get Keith Curtis. Keith Curtis? You know, he'd be perfect. He's been retired for ten years. Yeah, but uh, he was at the top a decade ago. People paid to see him then. I think they still would. So, you want me to call on Mr. Curtis? Your title is casting director. What do you think you should do? And you want me to talk him into coming out of retirement. Look at that. She's catching on. You'd think at some point you'd make my life easier. I have. Here's his address. Maybe you should drop by on the way home. Sure, sure. I've got nothing better to do. Nothing at all. Welcome to The Christmas Storyteller, a Christmas production set in the early 1960s. One studio is holding out hope that they can lure him back to the stage for another seasonal performance. They might get some unexpected help along the way. I wasn't a burden. Burn? Oh, never that. Do you remember how you helped nurse your brother to good health when you were a little more than a child? <laughs> I do. The doctor did not believe he would survive. And I believed he should not die. <laughs> and so you defied the good doctor, treated your brother with all that you had learned. He lived. Yes, he did. And I have grandchildren because you did not give up on your brother. Papa, why is this story important to you? Because you don't belong here. What? Oh, I am grateful that you are here, but you're a headstrong, willful woman. Pardon? <laughs> The day is coming when I will no longer breathe the air of the living. When I'm gone, I want you to have an idea of where you are Sir, with your own life. Every time I have proven Mr. Curtis, someone has come along and taken all I have your papers, sir. I know, dear daughter. Uh, are you okay, now, sir? War is coming to our own land. <laughs> well, that one I... I uh... Oh, William. Ah, looks like I fell asleep. Uh, I brought in the afternoon paper for you, sir. Thanks, William. Are you okay, sir? Uh, just watching some of my old movies in my dreams, I guess. Well, there's some fresh coffee on the table for you, sir. The old days were pretty good, you know. Don't give up on today, sir. 
Well, I really believe some of my stories meant something to some people. I'm sure they did, sir. Will you be going out for dinner tonight? Um, no. Although I may take a walk. <sighs> Should I get the umbrella, Mr. Curtis? It doesn't look like rain. Uh, but if it falls, maybe I deserve to be soaked to the skin. <laughs> I'll get your jacket, sir. There's really no need, William. <laughs> uh, am I such a doddering old fool you must treat me like a child? No, sir. I certainly meant no harm. Uh, don't pay attention to this old man. Oh, pardon me, I... Hello. I was just heading out for a walk. And I was just coming to your door. I noticed that. <laughs> Perhaps William can help you. Uh, William? Yes, sir? No, I... Well, you see, I actually came to see you, Mr. Curtis. You know my name? Well, then, I suppose you'd like an autograph. Uh, William, bring a pen. Oh, I would like an autograph, but perhaps not in the way you mean. You see, I have a contract. A uh, contract? I'll admit I am curious. Who are you, and how can I help? Well, I... You know, I, I still need that walk. If you care to join me, you can tell me your story. You're... You're going for a walk? Oh, yes. People do that. One leg in front of the other. It helps stretch the muscles, fill the lungs, generally with agreeable air. Yes, I suppose that happens. I rarely do that myself. There's a park nearby. Lots of ducks. Huge appetite for bread. Uh, William, I forgot the bread. Here you are, sir. And here's the pen you asked for. It turns out I don't need the pen right now, but thanks for the, uh... Bread. You're welcome, sir. Well, let's start our journey with a first step, Ms., uh... Joyce. Gloria Joyce. Must we? Glad to meet you, Ms. Joyce. And yes, we must. <sighs> I really don't want to waste your time, Mr. Curtis. All right, then. Uh, what's on your mind, Miss Joyce? I, um, well, I, I'm a casting director for a new movie. I see. Uh, uh, perhaps I should continue my walk alone. No need. I know you're retired. But we have a role that we believe would be perfect for you. So far, this is nothing I haven't heard before. Look, I know it's a long shot. I know you haven't acted in several years, but it's my job to do what I can to convince you to take the role. So, this is your job, is it, Miss Joyce? Well, I... Uh. I understand. Someone had to ask me, and you got the short end of the stick. It would appear you understand how this works. I do. Well, before I say no... Tell me about the role. Well, Mr. Curtis, it's a Christmas movie. Great heart with a great character. You would be playing the role of a motel owner. It's very busy at Christmas and... I play the lead role in many movies, but uh, <laughs> a motel owner? Mr. Curtis, there's a lot to think about. I'll leave the script with you and let you see for yourself. Miss Joyce, I appreciate that you came to see me. Please drop by in the morning and pick up your script. Thank you, Mr. Curtis. Hmm... Well, since I'm here, I might as well feed the ducks. 
That always makes me happy. Breadcrumbs for all. Well, aren't you the greedy one? <laughs> uh, do ducks ever get dessert? Oh, here. It's yours. Take all of it. Uh, I, I need to finish my nap. Uh, the sun is making me sleepy. game to me. Of course, to play it right, you've got to have imagination. Do you know what imagination is? That's when you see something that's really not there. Well, yes, but I believe imagination is a place all by itself. You know, like the British nation or the French nation, well, this is the imagination. <laughs> uh, say, how would you like to make snowballs in the summertime? <gasps> or drive a bus down Fifth Avenue, hmm? Or be the Statue of Liberty in the morning, and in the afternoon, a flock of geese flying south. Well, in the first place, you'd have to learn to pretend. That's imagination. Now, the next time they play zoo, you tell Homer you're a monkey. But I don't know how to be a monkey. I'll show you. Let's stand up. First, you bend way over. <laughs> That's it. Uh, keep your arms loose. <laughs> Then you scratch. <laughs> Did you lose it? I don't want you to lose this, mister. I don't want you to lose this, mister. What? What? Sorry to wake you, but this fell off the bench. Is it yours? Well, hello, young lady. You, uh, you remind me of someone. I'm sorry if my daughter, Chloe, disturbed you, sir. My name is John, and those other three on the swings are Joni, Rigby, and Henry. And this is my wife, Katie. Hello. Oh, I'm not sure. I meant for my napping to be noticed. <laughs> uh, John, you have a lovely family. You come to the park often? It's actually our first time. We just moved into the neighborhood recently. I noticed the park right away. I guess we just needed a break from the moving. Well, if you like, I could send my employee, William, over to help. Oh, I, I appreciate that, but I won't impose. But perhaps we could help you. Uh, wh what? These papers. They're yours, right? Oh, uh, yes. They look important. Ah, you must be Rigby. That's right. So, are they? Uh, are they what? Important. Is what important? The papers. Well, I suppose they are, <laughs> to someone. But not to you. You must be Johnny. I am. There was a time when I was considered a, a storyteller of sorts. We love stories. <laughs> True, they do. <laughs> Looks like my youngest, Henry, agrees. A lovely family you have, John. <laughs> we couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, then I'm in good company. Oh, <laughs> We do have the odd assortment of cats, dogs, a finch, and three fish. 
And a turtle. Sounds like a menagerie. We know all about the mangers. Oh, not, not mangers, dear. A menagerie. A manger is where you feed animals. And menagerie is many different things all in one place. Sounds like a hullabaloo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Say, since you're new in town, I'd like you to come home with me and have some supper. I'm hungry, Dad. Are you sure it's no bother? Why, even if it's leftovers, I imagine there's enough to feed everyone. Our first new friend, Mom. Pretty terrific, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. My goodness, are you quite safe, sir? <laughs> oh, quite. <laughs> I just brought home some new friends for supper. And there's still some of that roast from last night, the soup from lunch, and uh, maybe we could pull the, a few other treats together. I'll get started right away, sir. I'd be happy to help. That's quite all right, ma'am. It's been so long since we've had guests, I, well, it just took me by surprise. We have plenty for everyone. I should have supper ready in half an hour. Perhaps you can continue your conversation in the parlor. Wonderful idea, William. Uh, do we have some iced tea and lemonade? Both are waiting in the parlor, sir. Uh, please, uh, have, have a seat. So what brings you to town, John? Mm, my job. We get transferred from time to time. Oh, I believe each of us has a role in what I'm asked to do. So, um, what line of work are you in, John? Um, I guess you could say I help people. Uh, customer services? <laughs> Something like that. Speaking of which, I noticed you left the story back on the bench. Here you go, mister. Uh, I had thought it might be convenient to leave it. But why? Didn't you say you were a storyteller? I did. And I was. That's so sad. What do you mean? You can't tell me stories anymore? Now I'm sad. <laughs> Wait a minute. I never said I couldn't tell a story anymore. I just haven't for a long time. So why did you leave the story in the park? Someone gave it to me, hoping I would help tell their story. But if you can tell stories, why don't you? Children, I'm sure our new friend has his reasons. And we are guests. Dinner is served. It was very nice to have guests again, sir. It's been such a long time. Oh, yes, it has, uh, hasn't it? I've left you a glass of warm milk. If there's nothing else... It's been a busy day, William. Good night, and thank you. You're welcome, sir. I suppose it couldn't hurt to read the script. Yeah, let's see. I ordered everything I thought we would need. We were told things would be busier than usual. They were. There was no vacancy. I can't remember a time when there wasn't at least one room available. Okay, so the motel was busy. So far, no real compelling reason to make a return to acting. 
The restaurant was running low on food, and I had to send out for more. Oh. Hey, say, do you mind if I take a seat? It's the city bench. I can't stop you. I run the shop behind you, and I... Uh... Let me guess. You want me to move along? Oh, goodness, no. You don't think I'm bad for business? I'm thinking you could be my business. Uh, something Dickens once wrote. I don't follow you. Uh, you might, but it'll have to be your choice. Do I have to talk to you, or can I just watch the people pass by? Well, there doesn't seem to be any people. Well, I'll listen, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> well, let's start with names. Mine's Mark. Joe. You can call me Joe. Fair enough, Joe. Are you hungry? Does it look like I'm hungry? Uh, actually, it does. Yeah, I am. Then, uh, timing is your friend today. Don't have many friends unless you count pigeons. Well, you do have a way with birds. What, are you spying on me? I've noticed you sit on this bench about 10.30 every morning. It's the shade. It's nice. Right here. Thanks for not kicking me off. A lot of people do. <laughs> I feel like a pigeon being convinced to move along with today's newspaper. By the way, if you're trying to sell me something, just save your breath. I can barely afford a pleasant disposition. <laughs> I like you, Joe. Come on inside. Mister, are you in there? Good morning, young Rigby. How can I help you? I think I left my hat here last night. Is that Rigby? Yep, that's me, mister. I'm looking for my hat. Well, by all means, come on in and look for it. Good morning. Good morning to you. Did you read the story? Well, I uh, read some of it. <laughs> and uh, between you and me, it wasn't very good. That just seemed... Well, not everyone can write a good story. Did you read the last part? Why? Found my hat. Thank you, mister. Yes, but uh, why did you ask if I read the last part? That's always the best part of a story. Thanks for letting me get my hat. Hey, you're welcome. The end is the best part of the story? Sit down. Please sit down, Mr. Curtis. I'm glad you took the time to drop by. <laughs> my mind was made up to turn the bar down. So why did you come? You could have sent a courier or even called the office. Yes, I suppose I could have. But... I had an unusual reminder this morning that the best part of any story is the ending. The happily ever afters. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, now, I had no intentions of doing another film, but I met some new friends, and they reminded me that if I considered myself a storyteller, then perhaps I was foolish for refusing to tell stories. What are you saying, Mr. Curtis? <sighs> this is a great story. Although... I might have a few suggestions. And we'd welcome them. Well, that's good to know. The truth is, I love Christmas. We had heard something about that. Well, if we're going to make this picture, I need you to be patient with this old man. It's been a while. We think it's time for you to return. Filming starts soon, Mr. Curtis. But I better get my suggestions to you sooner rather than later. I look forward to it.
so he, and then, and no vacancy, and busy. Mister, are you all right? Oh, just fine, Rigby. I'm working on learning to tell the story. You were right. The best part of the story is the ending. <laughs> It's odd that I forgot that. So, do you remember? With your help, yes. Hello again, Chloe. How are you? Pretty good. Did I hear something about a story? <laughs> how are things going? Did you come to a decision? Good, and I did. And I will tell the story. Is this good news? Well, I thought so. Will you tell us the story? Um, I will in just a moment. <clears throat> Can you keep a secret? I'm pretty good at it. I can't make any promises. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm an actor. I used to be in a lot of successful movies. I shared my stories in movie theaters, and people watched me all over the United States. Is that the only way you can tell a story? Oh, they don't impress easily, do they? Stories should be shared. Ah, well, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, let me read uh, part of the story where I narrate an opening scene. <clears throat> I ordered everything I thought we would need. We were told things would be busier than usual. They were. Oh, so it's a comedy. Do you think so, John? I wasn't sure if laughing was kind. No, 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 no. It's a it's a story told in the olden days. Well, I was just trying to sound like they might have sounded. Does the story take place in England? Well, uh, no, no, it doesn't. Um, yeah, see what he means. Maybe something more uh, normal. Here, l let me try again, huh? <clears throat> Ah, here we are. I ordered everything I thought we would need. We were told things would be busier than usual. They were. <laughs> oh, what's the use? I am out of practice. Maybe I should tell the director I can't do this. From what I understand, acting is pretending to be someone that you're not. That's right. Is this story all about your character? No, not really. Maybe they want you to show more of yourself when you tell your part of the story. You don't have to steal the show if it's not about you. Maybe being yourself is just what you're supposed to do. I have no idea what the director would say if I did. You're right. We're not film directors. Maybe we've said enough. Ah, don't feel badly. I'm still trying to find my way through this story. You'll get the hang of it. Just remember to pay attention to who the story is about. Make him look good. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> hey, funny how we keep meeting here at the park. Maybe it's just what was supposed to happen, Mr. Curtis. Maybe. Are you ready, Mr. Curtis? I, I'm, um, I'm really quite nervous. <laughs> It's been a long time. I know Mr. Winfield was very happy with the changes you suggested. I know it changes my role to more of a supporting cast member, but I was never really the star of this story. You are a good man, Mr. Curtis. 
All quiet on a set. Act one, scene one, take one. Cue music. And action. I'd like to say it all started at my little inn in my tiny spot of the world. But the story started before that day. And I believe I think of myself as a compassionate man, but there was simply no room. There were demands from every corner of the room. There was no argument that could be made. They ended a more difficult conversation. I couldn't ask other guests to give up their room, and I couldn't offer more than I had. The couple accepted my offer, and I have wished every day I had room for him. But we start our story here, in an unlikely palace for a king, but a perfect place for the God of every man to prove that his love would arrive humbly. And in all things unexpected, this baby surprised us all. Cut and uh, print. Congratulations, Mr. Curtis. Well, I'm, I'm learning that... I'm just a storyteller, and those stories are only as good as the ending. And this story has a great ending. You will be at the premiere in December. I wouldn't want to miss it. Take a break, people. Be back in 15 minutes. Thanks for asking me to join you, sir. You're the only close friend I have left, William. I'm an employee, sir. I know. But you've helped me for so long, even when I pushed everyone else away. You're welcome, sir. I'd like to say it all started at my little inn in my tiny spot of the world. But the story started before that day. And I believe there is no end to the story. When I met the man and woman, every room was filled, every seat at my table occupied. I like to think of myself as a compassionate man, but there was simply no room. This is really very good, sir. From every corner of the Thanks, room. William. Maybe the small family just came at the wrong time. Hey, Mister, good job. I really liked it. What are you doing here, Rigby? I'm here for you. For me? You told the right story. It has a great ending. The right story? It was the story you were always supposed to tell. Well, thank you, but... uh, It's time to meet the awful? That's right, Mr. Carter. John? Excuse me, sir. Who are you talking to? You've heard the story, believed the author, and shared his story. It's time for the end of this chapter. And the beginning of the next. Come with me, mister. <laughs> Let's go home. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Sir. The 
angels knew the baby My goodness. Away Are you quite safe, sir? Are you quite safe, sir? Are you quite safe, sir? Did you read the story? Did you read the story? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But we start our story here in an unlikely palace for a king, but a perfect place for the God of every man to prove that his love would arrive humbly. And in all things unexpected, this baby surprised us all. Sometimes a life's work is observed from a mantle where names are engraved in metal on cherished awards. But there are times when what is most remembered is a heart bent in the direction of love and kindness. Sometimes when men forget their reason for traveling the globe is to share the most meaningful stories. Sometimes those stories have nothing to do with us. It shouldn't come as a surprise when the best story of all has such a profound impact that it changes what's left of our lives. Better still is when we embrace that change and let it take us to the place we were always meant to be. That's the heart of the story writer to the heart of every storyteller. When this happens, the Christmas story comes to life. The Christmas Storyteller was written, produced, and mixed by Glenn Haskell and features the voice talent of Joe Stofko as Keith, Glenn Haskell as Edward Winfield, Natalie Stanfield as Gloria Joyce, Peter Catt as William Roberts, and the Daynert family as John, Katie, Joni, Chloe, Rigby, and Henry. Music courtesy of Incompetech.com. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved. For KHYM Productions, I'm Robin Robinson.